Monthly uh, live streaming over the radio as well. WMMRDB Rockford is in the house. It's been a while since we did a live stream, so I figure, hey, it's time to do it up. We're also uh, live in the Discord server. I'll be uh, watching them general comments as well as comments over on the YouTube. Oh, no, over, yeah, on the YouTube uh, channel and stuff like that. So, how's everybody doing today, man? Everybody having a good weekend? We finally got some uh, good weather Heading our way in Northern Illinois, it's kind of like we are almost breaking the freeze. I hate it in Northern Illinois, man. You don't know what the hell you're doing until after the freaking, uh, what is it, May 15th or something like that, that uh, we finally thaw out. Until then, you get shitty freaking weather. So today, I figured I'd give my point of view on some of the questions that you're going to expect when you go to a dominant for a blessing. I guess old Corn Roll over there is upset with Hollywood. Ah, uh, you know what? Sad state of affairs, man. Sad state of affairs. Oh, uh, you know what? Upsetting, man. You know, this is the dark side, though, and I kind of freaking upset a lot of people, don't I? You know, you always hear, well, they're not in this and they're not in that. Hmm, how do you even know that kind of shit? You know, most of the time people uh, are not supposed to put uh, the personal stuff on the internet, especially when they do this kind of stuff, but you know, I don't post uh, this and that and uh, club meetings and everything. It's kind of hard to take that diamond serious, but hey, that's just me, man, that's just me. I haven't been around that kind of stuff, man, where you got one percenter clubs posting their shit all over the internet. But hey, it is what it is, man, and you know what? This is actually a topic uh, kind of uh, contributed to uh, Black Dragon. You know, he has about 800 videos on this protocol stuff as well as tradition and I'd have to argue this falls into the tradition category and the reason I say that is because protocol and tradition is uh, two uh, separate deals man protocol is usually just a universal type of stuff that's happening uh, but tradition is where you go and you know keep it alive that has been going decades upon decades upon decades so how's everybody doing over in the chat rooms both both of the chat rooms are going good right now. Uh, hopefully, you guys are doing good. Uh, California, 90s. You know what? You guys suck on the West Coast, man. I really wish that I was in a freaking warmer weather climate. But, you know, China Dow, she don't want to freaking move. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Dan uh, says, hey, come on. I post my one inch on the internet. Oops, did I say one percent or never mind? My bad. <laughs> you find that kind of funny, don't you, uh, Big D? Uh, the guys that have been around a long time, they actually laugh at that kind of stuff. You know, especially when clubs made it uh, from the internet and stuff. Uh, cops and CEOs and all that shit, but it's never addressed. But hey, it wouldn't fit the narrative. 
live. So this coming week, we got a lot of good stuff coming up, man. We're going to talk about my para. Uh, tomorrow we got a big thing. You Canadians are going to love this one. And you guys uh, uh, up in Canada know this one real well. It happened in 1985 uh, where five Hells Angels uh, were killed by their own uh, people. 41 uh, Hells Angels invited them to a meeting and they just killed them. And you want to know the reason why they did that? Because they didn't conform. Yes, they were too wild. They were too rambunctious. Didn't fit that business uh, persona, so they had to go. It was the Hells Angels North chapter, and I'm sure you guys can find this stuff all over the place. We'll give our opinions. Uh, I like doing the history stuff a lot. Uh, there's some biker news thrown into that video, and then uh, we're going to talk about uh, Joe Crazy Scarpia. He's a guy who's right now, he was actually on death row, and his uh, stuff was overturned in 97. Uh, yeah, everybody's thinking he's innocent too, man. But uh, this judge overruled the life sentence uh, the jury recommended. I guess those judges back then, they didn't like bikers. Kind of like now, man. Of course, you know, you do got some cool-ass judges out there. Uh, the one from the Vagos case out in Las a uh, Vegas and stuff. But that's not the kind of stuff you're going to hear on these protocol channels that are so-called experts. They don't know these kind of things, man. Hell, half of them don't even know what NCOM is. You know, sad state of affairs, man. Sad state of affairs. Uh, that's why I did a, a mini article over on Facebook. Facebook. I also posted it for uh, everybody over it. Not everybody, but the members uh, only of the Throttle Club. They get it sooner than everybody else does. And I talked about it, man. I talked about uh, everyone's an expert. Everybody. You know, that's the new thing, man. It's funny, when I talk to BD and stuff, uh, we sit back and laugh about it uh, because you got uh, these uh, these criers out there. Well, they're doing this, they're copying that. Dude, you motherfuckers have been copying from us forever, man. So, you know what? Be real. Let's just be real, man. You know, he's got 800 freaking videos over there, and you take the same damn subjects from him, because he already did them and it's hard to come up with content so it is what it is stop the whining come on man uh anyway uh bones how you doing man uh bylaws are not protocol are not tradition different things good that folks know the difference that it is true their bones problem is we got a lot of people that don't understand that if you're going to teach people, the first thing you should be teaching them is get your ass off the internet and get your ass over to a motorcycle club. They will tell you what's up. This is entertainment, folks. It's entertainment. This has nothing to do with uh, everything being gospel. This is just opinions. Like I said, you got uh, clubs that don't recognize 1% diamonds from these people that are supposedly the grail of MC culture. <laughs> 
I, you know what? I'm sorry. I just can't get over this deal where you post this. All this personal club business, man. It, you know, the FBI don't have to do any fucking uh, work to, uh, you know, find out what's going on and stuff. Uh, but hopefully the stream is going good. Uh, I've never done this before where I am broadcasting all over the place. And uh, I got to thank Big D for uh, the computers because that's making this uh, possible. Thanks for the donation. No, really appreciate it. Come on, guys. $2 ain't going to kill you. That helps out the show a lot. A lot more than you think, especially with YouTube throttling everything down. But anyway, we'll open the phone lines uh, later on. We're going to go into some stuff that you should expect when you go up to a dominant. Now, this day and age, people don't think they need to do it the right way. And I never understood that. You know, why would you want to start something only to be sitting in your damn backyard? That ain't no fun. There's no partying. There's no poontang. What the hell's wrong with you? Just try to do it the right way, and then guess what? A whole world's going to open up to you if you do it the right way. Now, one of the questions that I know BD gets, I get, well, what if you're in an area where there's more than one dominant? My advice, and I don't know what BD would say, but my advice would be you have to go to each dominant and talk to them. You know, even if you don't want to be a support club out of, with any of them, go talk to them all. You know, but I am going to warn you, you're going to have to choose the side of offense. You know, those who say they want to be independent, well, you can try that, but most of the time it don't work out because you're going to fall under one umbrella or the other. There's just no way of getting past that type of stuff. And it's always been that way, man. It's always been that way. Uh, trying to be a fence sitter, I don't know, man. I really don't know. Uh, but, yeah, if there's more than two dominants in the air, or, or more than one, you're going to want to try both of them, man. That way you get it out there, get the word out that you're in there, and hopefully everything goes right. And many of the times why people don't go to a dominant for a blessing it doesn't have anything to do with being independent it has everything to do with they're just scared to go up to the clubhouse and ask you know that's one thing i don't get man you know you're seeing a lot of dark side things to our new platform and stuff and i explain it tomorrow in the show in the morning is you know what our balls kind of got cut off from youtube we weren't able to really bring the material we used to bring to you uh in the beginning when we all got started up and that's because of the censorship and stuff but now uh rocking with hollywood at night time is going to be on bit shoot so get over on our bit shoot channel 
And then we got something other people don't have, and that's a radio station. And we're able to get our uh, word out to everybody around there. Thanks, Chrissy, for that $3. You rock and roll, man. Thanks, uh, Biggie. It means a lot, man. You guys rock and roll. I'll be seeing you guys on the first weekend. But anyway, uh, they're just plain scared to go to the dominant, and I don't understand why. You know, maybe I'm from a different era and stuff, but it used to be you go up to your dominant, you tell them what's going on, and the next thing, you're partying with all the clubs. Uh, you know, you got, you're partying with so many damn clubs, you're going to a, a party every damn weekend. That's what that's supposed to be about. Why would you want to sit in your backyard? Or why would you just want to go down to a uh, down the block to a bar that is safe for you? I don't understand that, and I never will. That's no fun. You know the reason why you wanted to start a motorcycle club is because you wanted to ride, you wanted to party, you wanted to enjoy the lifestyle. So it's real easy, people. What you want to do is get some balls. Get them out. You know what? Most of the time, men have to get their balls out of a woman's purse. So that's the first step. Get your balls out of a woman's purse. Just saying. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Sid of the Great CMA member. Love your work. Love you, guys, CMA. Uh, but anyway, get your balls. And then what you're going to do is you're going to sit down with the guys that you want to do this with. And you're going to come up with a goal. Okay, why are you wanting to do this? Very simple stuff. And then you come up with your patch design. You got to look all over the place, too, for names and stuff like that. Because there's a lot of names that are taken, man. Uh, there's one one percenter club. Their name is used by everybody. Uh, riding clubs, I know that's in my area. Uh, you know, associations, the whole nine yards. So, you got the guys together, you got your patch down, you maybe throw some bylaws together, and you're saying, Hollywood, why do you want to do that first? Hmm. Well, because when you go to the dominant, you're going to need this kind of stuff. They're not going to want to see you just, okay, what's up, how you doing? Oh, we want to start a club, okay. Well, why uh, what's this what do you want to call yourself blah 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 and you're gonna sit there with your pecker in your hand saying i don't know <laughs> what kind of shit is that man you look like a fool but some of the stuff you know that you can expect okay and some of the things you might want to try now this is only advice this ain't gospel this ain't gospel man Again, this is entertainment. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Entertainment. You know, if I got to spell it out, the bowels and all that kind of stuff, I'm sorry. Uh, how you guys doing over in Japan? South Korea, man. My boys have got the freaking uh, stuff going on over there. Our military playing us in the barracks on the radio. That's pretty cool. Uh, anyway, when you get there... Show some damn respect as soon as you come into the door. Everyone in your potential crew should be introducing themselves to every dominant patch holder. 
And don't be stupid and walk up to them when they're talking to each other, interrupt them. You know, you might get a black eye for that. You know, depending on the dominant you're talking about, uh, go up there and say hi to everybody, man. Introduce yourself. Some might uh, give you an attitude problem because they don't freaking know you. You know, there used to be a time when, you know, the people used to be you know underground if you will they didn't want their business being known that's why it's kind of funny man all these damn freaking uh stuff all over the internet and uh club meetings club batch overs it's like damn i'm in the twilight zone i'm thinking man i think i'm in the twilight fucking zone <laughs> the way it happens but it ain't hard man Just take off your gloves look them in the eye take off your damn sunglasses and say hi to everybody what you're gonna find is all your worries every one of them were false everything that you hear on the internet was false that's what you're going to hear you know you're going to have that little uh thing going on in your stomach where you're nervous and all that kind of stuff but after you introduce yourself to everybody you're going to be like man why did i even think about using that constitution argument like all these other gums do on the street because these guys are real fucking cool you know, people let their anxiety over what they don't know affect them. I think that's the biggest problem, is you got that anxiety and you don't want to go through stuff that you don't know. Uh, personally, people, I think people think, well, as soon as they show up to the clubhouse, I'm going to get my ass beat or something like that. You know, that's, you've been watching or listening to the news too damn much. Uh, yeah, we've been doing the history of stuff, but that's 1970, 1980. It's no longer like that, guys. It's no longer like that. You know, there's too much technology, for one, and they're not going to beat your ass for trying to do the right damn thing. You know, you might uh, get tested as far as your demeanor and stuff. If you're nervous, they're going to know you're nervous. You know, just don't show it like some kind of bitch, you know, and don't overdo it where you seem too cocky. You know, just be yourself. Another thing is members in your crew should hold off until after the meeting to hold any meaningful uh conversations with the members. You know, let your president talk to the the, the club their boss first, man. You know, because you never know in a conversation how your guys are going to be tested and all that type of stuff. So you want a, you know, a more warm demeanor, if you will. Uh, because after you talked to the club boss and stuff and you presented your case and you're given the okay or said, you know what, maybe you guys should hang around a little more. You can, at that point, relax more and you can get in conversations uh with everybody else but i would say let everybody uh talk to each other's uh and 
the biggest thing you're going to want is to have questions or have answers to basic freaking questions, guys. Now, remember, this ain't uh, one of them deals that you're going on the Internet. Next thing you know, uh, you're throwing this or you're throwing that. Or next thing you know, you're throwing a diamond on after all the years uh, being this kind of club. But again, it's different scenes, man. You got uh, the white scene, black scene, Hispanic scene, mixed scene. There's so many damn scenes in there. I think there's LBGTQ or alphabet what I don't know. You know, they added more letters to that damn thing. So there's different ways you're going to do it. But what I'm talking about is the white scene. I don't know how, you know, you got to talk to Black Dragon about the other stuff. I do not know. Never been around that type of stuff. I'm just telling you what uh, I remember. Uh, anyway, you know, be ready for the basic questions. Don't go in there and be dumb. You know, remember, you got your crew together, you got some of your bylaws together, you got your patch together, and, you know, you should uh, expect questions similar to these to be asked. It's straight, you're not just going to go in there and they're going to tell you, yeah, you can have this, or yeah, you can do this. No, that's not how it works. They want to know because... The reason for this type of stuff, and one thing nobody understood, is because they always throw this freaking constitutional crap out at you. They don't understand. Oh, thanks a lot, uh, J-Man. Uh, what's it called? Uh, they don't understand. One of the reasons why the dominants do this type of stuff is because when you have clubs running around, acting a fool, the first thing that happens, the first thing, is the dominant is the one the cops come to. Because the general public doesn't know dick about what club is what. That's why you'll always hear it. And because they got the most notoriety. Is say something goes down in a civilian uh, type of event. Or a bar or whatever. Where they don't know the difference between an A-bait member and a outlaw biker club. Is they're going to say, well, I think it was Hell's Angels that did it. Or I think it was outlaws, Mongols, or pagans that did it. And depending on the area, that's where the damn cops are going to hit. And boy, with these uh, one percenters, the true dominants that have been around decades, don't want is all that attention. Thanks, S.A. Appreciate that. They don't want the attention. And, and now it was because you idiots went out and used the constitutional argument and you went out and caused all kinds of issues now it's coming back on another club and the one percent dominance in there like what happened we don't know these people they're the ones giving everybody a bad name and then you're going to draw the ear of the dominant club so that is the main reason it happened. Now, if you really want to go back in history, 
you're looking at the 60s, uh, that's when the expansion with the Hells Angels used to take place. I don't know if you know this, because it was actually an interesting question that was posted on our YouTube channel. Uh, but for you history buffs, they asked, well, who started the Hells Angels? Well, the problem back then was there were like 14 or 15 different organizations that had Hells Angels. The first one, uh, you know, if I research is right, was Bernardino. But around there, there was clubs all over the place because the Hells Angels used to be a popular deal during World War II and stuff. Uh, Sonny Barger didn't uh, start the Hells Angels. But when they started the expansion, that's one thing that they had to worry about was other clubs because eventually some of those fell off, some joined them. You know, that's the whole different video on that. But with the expansion, you ran in the clubs with a, the same names. And they had to stop that. That's when they did their trademarks and stuff. And that's when they really had people like clubs and stuff come and let them know, hey, this is where we're at. This is what we want to do. This is our club name. That's why this all started. Because they didn't want their crap ripped off. Now, if you go up to one with your patch design, for example, you might be running into a problem where some other club in the area has that design or has that colors. So, the dominant is going to say, no, nah, you can't do that one because... You can get the two clubs confused, and it's not cool to take somebody else's uh, patch. So that's what you're going to learn from that experience on that. But that's why, if you want to know the history, that is how it all started. Because you got a lot of people that say, well, the one percenters, they didn't ask nobody permission to do this or do that. All you have to do is look at my videos from last week and you'll know that they put in enough work that, <laughs> yeah, they earned that shit. Now, again, I've always said, like on Friday's video, if, hey, you want to go out and do this and do that and you want to earn your shit, go for it. But it, you know what? It's a lot easier just going through the tradition part of it. And then you can say to yourself, hey, I did this the right way. That's the important thing that'll make you uh, puff up your chest, if you will, knowing that, hey, you're a part of something. You don't have to be afraid to come out of your backyard because you wanted to use a constitutional BS argument. I'm just saying, man. Uh, it's a lot more funner, and you get to meet a lot more people that way. I don't know about you guys, but I love being around people. It's just the thing for me. Uh, anyway, be prepared. To, I can go on and on about history. I love the history. Anyway, be prepared to ask or answer some basic questions. Now, one of them, and it's a popular one I've heard time and time again, is why do you feel like you need to start a club when so many clubs already exist and you're going to want to have 
an answer to that. Because say if you're in a big metropolitan uh, area. Let's take Chicago, for example. There are a lot of clubs out there. All kinds of freaking, uh, you know, different ones that do different things. A whole bunch of them out there. So if you're in Chicago, they're going to, you know what, and they actually got a point. Why the hell do you want to start one when you want to go and you could go to these clubs? You know, if you're a Christian, they got Christian clubs. If you're a veteran, they got veterans clubs. You know, that's where the whole preparation you're going to need to do. Now, I can see it if you're in a rural area and you got nobody around you. And yes, uh, that's another question people ask. Well, what if I'm in a rural area and there's no dominance around me? Well, I would have to say do some damn research and find out who's the dominant in the state. And go through them still. Just because you're in the middle of nowhere doesn't mean you don't want to follow tradition. You want to keep on doing it. So go to the state's dominant. Every damn state has one. So go to them. Say, hey, man, I'm all the way out in buttfuck Egypt uh, where the cows freaking throw. You know, all we do is tip, you know, cows and shit. But we want to start something up. And the reason can be is because you don't have anything around you. Maybe the nearest club is like an hour or two from you. And there you can see where they say, okay, cool. You know, something like that. Because at least, you you know, you might have to travel five or six hours to go see them. But at least you're doing it the right way. And you're going to get a lot more respect doing that if you do the traveling to where they're at if you're in a different part of the state because they're going to say, hey, man, that, that club's pretty got it together. And who knows, man, you might, uh, you know, love uh, the ride time and all that kind of stuff. But that's probably going to be one of the first questions you're asked. And you might want to have your shit together on that question, man. Because if you're just a bumbling freaking schluck gomer pile and don't have an answer to it, the first thing they're going to do is say what you don't want a uh, prospect or something like that which guys prospecting is pretty cool uh the problem with a lot of guys is they're thinking about uh what happened in the old days and shit like that it <laughs> used to be screwed up the prospect let me tell you back then uh that's how one of the rules came about don't uh ask somebody to do something you're not willing to do yourself that was a big one in this area uh yeah i came out of that time period uh, it was pretty whacked up what they did with prospects but it ain't as bad as that anymore uh but they're gonna say hey you know we got uh 30 clubs in this city and you're wanting to start a new one, okay, it has to be that you don't want to prospect because what you're saying is, you know, we want to do this while at the same time we got a clubs over here that do the same thing, so join them. You know, and it might be that you want to start up a club because you don't know anybody. So what happens when you walk in and they say, hey, we got a club that does this or do that that, you know, you're looking to do. Maybe that gives you a head up and a connection where maybe you don't have to start that club 
and you go over to the club that they recommended. A lot less work, baby. A lot less work. <laughs> it's a lot easier, man. So that's a good thing that can come out of that question. Now, that goes in line about, and it's going to be the same question, is what are your intentions, what the club will be about? Again, if you want to be a Christian club in an urban environment, you might have freaking a hundred of them. So there ain't no need for you to do your own thing. And that, this is the kind of questions that are going to go back and forth. And, you know, you might start getting disheartened. But if you sit up and look at it from a reasonable standpoint, the dominant's right about that. Because there are a hundred Christian clubs. What the hell you need any more for? Y'all love Jesus just like me, man. He's the old man upstairs. I love him to death. So why would you go and start another Christian one? Do you have a different uh, type of way of looking at them? Or you don't have the same beliefs, canical, whatever it is? I don't know, man. But it wouldn't be a smart ideal because... There's others that exist. Now, you know, you're going to get asked, what kind of motorcycles do your members ride? Now, most of the time nowadays, people ride whatever, man. You got clubs that are street clubs that ride the Rockets. Uh, most clubs that are looking for, you know, rockers and stuff, they won't wear or won't ride uh, Rockets. But other than that, you got cruisers, man. You got uh, Hondas, you got Suzuki's, uh, Yamahas, uh, Cows, every damn thing. And, you know, there's a lot of other clubs uh, that do that type of stuff because they don't care what the hell you ride. You know, one uh, incident uh, or one example I can give you on that of how clubs, you know, with uh, different style bikes... I put it in the aspect, okay, you're going in a bar, and next thing you know, you know, you and a guy, uh, your friend, whatever, brother, whatever you want to call them, go into a bar, and next thing you know, shit starts plopping off. And I always say that Harley in the parking lot is not going to back you up. It's going to be the guy that rode in with you that's going to back you up. So if he rides a Honda, a Kawasaki, whatever, he rides Jap or he rides British, who cares? Who cares? He's there to back you up. And, you know, I'm happy to say a lot of clubs are going that damn way. You even got some uh, 1% clubs that go that way, and I don't want to hear that. It's American. No, you, don't, you haven't been on there a long time. Uh, but some do that type of stuff. You know, they'll have it to where everybody can ride whatever they want. And I think that's a, a big uh, deal to go through that uh, and get you uh, where you're out of that thinking about. Because all that came the, from was World War II. That had to do with uh, the Allies and the Axis. Nobody wanted to ride German uh, bikes. Nobody wanted to ride Japanese bike or even Italian bikes at the time because they just came home from World War II fighting these cocksuckers. 
But as time passes, it's been like, what, 76, 77 years? And guys over in the barracks over in Japan and South Korea don't kill me for that one. Uh, you know, it gets kind of messed up, man. It's been a long damn time. Uh, so over time, that dissipated. Uh, you're going to get asked if you want to be a support club for that dominant. Think very hard about that. The better situation would be if they allow you to just be you. But if you're going to be a support club, expect that you're going to be doing a lot of stuff as far as riding, partying. Because uh, you're going to want to send representatives to all these parties, to all these support clubs. Now, does that mean you're going to get involved in this and that as the damn media and the cops say? No, it does not. What that means is you're supporting the dominant and you're going to parties of support clubs that support the dominant. That's what you got in mind. You know, because they're going to say, okay, you don't want to be a dominant or uh, you don't want to be a support club. Then why not? Make sure you know how to answer that one. Now, I can see if you're in a rural area, like I said earlier in the example, where you're four or five freaking hours away, and that could be an acceptable type of deal where you say, you know what, we're four or five hours away from you. It'll be hard for us not to hold our commitments to you, and we don't want to do that. We want to be straight up with you. They're going to respect that a lot more than you trying to BS them or trying to say, hey, you're going to be here or you're going to be there. They're not going to like that when you don't start showing up, man. And you got to prepare your members for that if you do go to a support club. One thing that I found with uh, clubs, especially in the early days, man, is everybody wants to be a part of it, everybody wants the patch, but when it comes to all the activities, all the time you got to put in, next thing you know, it's like, well, wait a second here. What happened here? I got to do this and I got to do that? No, nah, that ain't... <laughs> and that kind of makes a freaking, uh, you know, a big problem within the club, and that's why a lot of them don't last long. Uh, another one they're going to ask you about is uh, what's your planned prospect uh, period and your hangaround period, and have your officers ever prospected for another club, or have they hung around another club? Because it's really hard, and this is something that came from uh, you know Iron Legacy, Iron Order, whatever you care. You know, I always talked about lollipop. Yes, lollipop. His uh, club uh, started mail order when it started up. Uh, kind of like these other ones that pop. Uh, thanks a lot, Gio. I really appreciate that. You rock and roll. Uh, anyway, they started out that way. They used the internet to spread just like a lot of these other ones do. And he never prospected. He never hung around another club. So how are you going to go... After you get your charter members and say, hey, well, wait a second, you got to do a six month or a nine month prospect period 
but you never went through the process yourself. Ain't that kind of hypocritical? Ain't that going to kind of piss people off? Because they're, you know, they're going to say, well, wait, they're eventually going to know. They're eventually going to find out that you never did it. So they're going to be pissed off because they had to do it, especially if you're a prick. If you're a prick, that's going to be problematic. Because they're going to say, hey, I went through this shit, go fuck yourself. <laughs> That's what they're going to say when they eventually get their patch. Uh, has any of your members been a part of another club? And are they out good? One of the things that you do not want to do is take an out bad member from another club. And the reason for that is you're going to piss some people off doing that. Because if he was put out bad. Now, again, I know things freaking change. It used to be there was three things that could get you kicked out bad from a club. You either shot with a needle, you smoked a glass dick, or yeah hit on somebody uh's old lady or screwing around with them and then finally it was stealing from the club those were the only three things that actually got you put out bad because everybody knows after putting in the prospect time all the time and effort uh you don't want to just throw somebody out on bad because they didn't uh you know hit those three things but now you can get thrown out bad for pissing on something so if you got somebody out bad and you take them in and you're in the same area, how do you think that that's going to cause all problems, man? You're probably going to get a sit down with the dominant uh, if you did that. I'm just saying. And if they did their previous club wrong, what do you think they're going to do to you? I'm just saying, man. <laughs> uh, another big question that you're going to get is background checks. There are a lot of clubs that can't simply hand over 50 damn dollars to a private detective and do a background check. Next thing you know, you find out your damn uh, member or prospects on the damn sex offender list. Really? And that's going to be in embarrassing as hell and it's going to make you guys look like a bunch of gumps because you couldn't do a simple background check on somebody it's as easy as collecting their information getting their id and then you hand it over to the private detective or whatever i don't believe in the online freaking ones because those usually ain't going to tell you much. But if you go through a private detective, they got all kinds of shit, man. They'll know what freaking cases you've had. Uh, you know, they did do a United States uh, wide search. But you want to watch out for pedophiles. You want to watch out for rapists. You want, you know, crimes. I can basically say uh, if you go to the joint, the bottom rung crimes, you don't want in your club. So background checks, and the dominants are going to want to know if you do that. And that is something that's going to protect you. Uh, somebody asked me where I'm at. I'm on four. Have your patch design without the bottom rocker. 
Again, have your patch design, but don't have a bottom rocker yet. And the reason being, different dominants have different ways of a bottom rocker and what it's supposed to say. Now, you have some clubs that are dominants that want you to put the city down. And there's been a lot of battles. Actually, uh... There's been a lot lately uh, over the state rockers. So you don't want to go in there with a patch that says your name on top or your name on the bottom. No, just go in there with your logo design. Or who knows, you might not want to go three-piece. You want to go traditional like a two-piece or a one-piece. There is one percenter clubs and some old damn ones that still use the one-piece patch. And there are a major clubs that use the two-piece patch. So wait till you talk to the dominant, and then you figure it out from there. If you want to have a bottom rocker say something, ask them. Just don't throw the damn thing on when you you know before you go into the meeting, or have your nice drawing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, five. Which uh, area bars or establishments? Does your club expect to hang out? Well, the reason why they're asking that is very simple. They want to know where you're at, if you're going to be causing any problems. Because say, hey, you hang out at this one bar. And say it's, I don't know, uh, Montclair. Okay, you're hanging out in Montclair uh, neighborhood. And there's a problem with an MC that the cops are going to come knock on the door with the dominant. Dominant already knows who hangs out there. That's you. So they want to know that kind of stuff. Or you might be going to a bar if you're not a support club that ain't too friendly with the one you're going to. There's a lot of reasons why, you know, they're going to ask you where you're going to be hanging out, where you're based from. You know, people don't understand that the whole process of starting a club, it's not overnight, guys. There is, you know what, I'd have to say anywhere between six months to a year before you can get everything set up and ready to go. Again, if you got dominants in your area that are more than one, it's going to take time to talk to them. It's going to take time to know what direction you want to go to. It's not overnight, and it's not freaking bam, done, thank you, everything. It can take some time to actually get the patches going. Uh, Again, uh, the clubhouse, most clubs are considered established when they have a clubhouse. And again, this can take up to a year or so until you get the members where you can pay them kind of dues uh, for a clubhouse because it's expensive as hell with a clubhouse. It really is. It's expensive as hell. So that's where you, you're now established as a club. Until then, you're in the different aspects of getting everything going. You know what I mean? Will your old ladies be wearing a property patch? 
Ah, that's a big one nowadays. A lot of clubs don't go that route. And that's mostly because, you know, they got their balls in the woman's purse. But anyway, you got to look at your dominants. Do they wear them? Or ask them, do you think it's a good idea for us to institute something like that? Because, again, when you go to parties... Everybody knows not to hit on a woman with a property up patch. Now, it's not supposed to be demeaning to the women or any of that stuff. It actually keeps them safe. Because, again, the guys are starting to hit on women that don't have that property patch. And you should know the clubs that don't require them. So, they're going to ask, are they going to be wearing a property patch? And make sure you have that answer where... You're not sitting there like, uh, 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 don't do that stuff, man. They don't want to hear, uh, uh. If they wanted to hear, uh, uh, they'd be in there banging their old ladies, man. So remember that. One big one, man, one big one. And this, I guess, has to be the biggest of the big. Does your club have any law enforcement in it? Any... 1% club that's been around decades is going to want to know this one because your club is going to be going to some of their parties. They're going to want to know if you got cops in that damn club, man. Be honest. Now, there's a lot of people that's going to say, hey, well, wait a second here. We don't care what people do. Hey, There's been 1% clubs that started that way with cops, COs, and all that shit. And then decided one day, hey, we don't want to do this anymore. But anyway, they don't want that shit around them. I wouldn't run it around me, man. I want to do some lines off of a freaking broad's belly or some titties. I don't want to eat no cops up my butt. Hell no. Screw that. But hey, that's each club's determination. Now, if you got law enforcement in, uh, I don't know how the dominant's going to feel, man. That's each their area. I know there's dominant guys that have cops in it. I know. We know them that have the cops. And it's kind of messed up. And uh, yeah, it's pretty weird. But be prepared for that one, man. That's the biggest of the big out of this whole damn thing. Uh, Is your club willing to attend events or be a part of the local COC and attend other club functions. It is kind of messed up and it's kind of weird. You do got NCOM and you got a lot of, how can I say it, a lot of different politics happening where Some places, the COC, the Confederation of Clubs, uh, is only considered in that one area and they don't got any ties to the national. But the local COC, you know, they have the meetings and stuff like that with the local clubs. They're all in that deal. It's kind of like the same thing, but they just don't have anything on the national scale uh, as far as ties. But that COC stuff, you're going to learn what events that are coming up. And though those events where you got to send representation 
if you do decide to go with that dominant. Again, it's different everywhere, man. And that's one thing you're going to have to understand is this is general stuff that I'm throwing out to you. This ain't gospel, man. And I hate to say it a lot is this ain't gospel and it's entertainment. But you got people out there that actually, you know, think this shit is gospel. That anything we say they can take out in the real world and next thing you know they come back with a damn black eye they come with a black eye and then they're gonna say well hollywood said this boom they get knocked the fuck out and next thing you know it's my fault and i didn't even do nothing but throw a show on and like i said during that little uh mini article uh, this is just entertainment. This is just like your Monday night show, guys. It's opinions. That's it. You got to go out to the clubs and ask them. Stop being afraid. So, yeah, this is where you're going to have to find out if you send representation. And then, of course, you're going to be asked, have you met with any other dominants in your area? And the reason why they're asking this is because if you're in an area where there's another dominant, of course they're going to want to know. So be honest about it. And be honest if you're going to say, hey, I want to do this. I want to be cool with everybody. It might not go over good with them. I'm not going to lie to you. You know, they're going to try to get you to pull that way. But that's politics. There's a lot of stuff going on in this country right now that we don't talk about on air that'll flip, you, that'll flip your mind into shit, man. There's dominance getting along with other dominance that you never thought would ever happen. And the whole, you never would have thought this shit would happen. And, you know, it kind of blew me a little bit. But that's the way it is. So, if you got two dominants that don't like each other yeah the one's gonna pull you uh but if you're truly gonna try to fence it you're gonna have to go back you know both of them but they will ask you about that and i suggest be completely honest it's gonna be your honesty and your integrity that's gonna get you out the door per se because you were being honest you know one of the reasons why I decided, oh, you know what, let's go with this different logo, which, hey, by the way, I'm going to plug it. I got the t-shirts of that now. And people are asking me, well, why does some of the letters have white in them? If you notice on my other Insane Throttle Biker News logo, it's missing a T. The reason why I do this kind of stuff is I can spot it. Where if somebody else is trying to use my logos to sell products... You know, the Chinese are real freaking uh, famous for doing that shit. So I'll know right away. So that's why I did that. Uh, but you can buy those t-shirts. So the reason why I said dark side is the club scene, being a biker, ain't all roses and ice creams. I don't care who tells you that. It is not roses and ice cream. This is some man's business. It's some serious stuff. And there's some bad that happens. I am not a damn cheerleader. I'm not out there 
promoting it this way or promoting it that way. I'm not going to sit there if uh, something goes on that's stupid. I'm going to say that was fucking stupid. You know, you can't be a rah-rah cheerleader for specific clubs or any club if people are going to take you serious. So I guess instead of being the light side, I'm the dark side. Yeah, that's the reason why we came up with that. Because you got to be real with people. Yes, if you go into a meeting with a dominant and you got an attitude problem, you think you know what you're talking about, you're going to get your ass handed to you. That's just the truth. Even though you're trying to go in there and do the right thing, you're going to get your ass handed to you. Because you were a dick. That's not what you want to do. Now, are there a lot of stuff in the news? Okay, you cannot ignore that kind of stuff. Because if you try to ignore it, people are going to look at you and laugh their ass off. And say, you know what, you're a gump. You're trying to say that this happened and everybody's cool? No, you look like a damn idiot if you ask me. So, yeah, you know, and again, Black Dragon talked about this on his show. That... You know what? We try to promote as much good as we can about the club scene and the biker scene. But when there's other stuff out there, we got to be real about it. We got to be real. Because if not, all you're going to do and get on your channel is a bunch of people that don't own motorcycles that are saying rah, rah, rah. That's not the base I'm looking for. Screw that shit. I don't want them type of people where they can't open their minds to debate. That's one thing about our shows is you got debate. You you guys, if you haven't gone to Big Cell stuff, FHO, Harley FHO, I think it is. Go over to his. You know, he's straight freaking forward about everything. He covers the black scene a lot more uh, than our scene. But he's downright straight the freak on. And he gets a lot of people upset. But that's a good thing. Because it makes you think. For those that say... And you know what? One thing that really uh, makes me laugh all the time is these people that say everybody has to get along. These clubs don't need your fucking advice. They've been around longer than you have. They've been around longer than probably you were born. They don't need your advice. They don't need you to go out there and say, the big bad boogeyman's going to shut everybody down and there ain't going to be any more clubs. It's going to be like Australia. Well, you might have some laws pop up like that, but you'll lose it on appeal to the Supreme Court. Because we have a, you know, a Constitution Bill of Rights. But they're never going to actually get rid of clubs. They're not going to actually get it to where they can't wear their patches. They tried that shit with the Mongols. And now it's in appeals and they're going to lose that. So don't go out there and try to give them advice on kubaya get a fucking along. That's stupid. But I guess you won't know that until you actually go up and see everybody's attitudes. 
You know, I know I was going to take some live calls today, but I got some, uh, I got long-winded, didn't I? <laughs> long-winded. Uh, but I think this is a subject that uh, people really need to hear. Uh, hopefully, it gets them over that anxiety to actually follow tradition and actually go to your dominant for permission uh, or a blessing, if you will. Now, do I think some of that stuff is outdated? You're damn right, I think so. But uh, it is what it is, man. That's what they do. And remember, when you do uh, start a club or you're in a club, don't be posting that crap all over the internet, man. It don't make you cool. What it does is make you look like a freaking moron. And it makes your club look like morons because you're posting all your shit on there. You know, I know in uh, the white set, they don't want you to do that kind of crap half the freaking time because the cops are watching. You know, it all depends on your club policy. But one thing you don't want to do is freaking put a club meeting on the internet. I've never seen that shit before. But, hey, it's up to the clubs. That ain't my deal, man. Uh, so, I'm just saying. Anyway, again, uh, the bit shoot is in the description box of the video over on YouTube. Uh, that's where you'll hear a really uncensored Hollywood is on that. And, of course, MotorcycleMadhouseRadio.com is, uh, you know, we hold no bar over there. Uh, you can go over on our Discord server. I'm um, usually got the camera on me. That way you guys can see us live and stuff like that. Uh, but on YouTube, you know, I'm trying to break out a little more and see how far we can push the envelope, if you will. And uh, go over to the Facebook page. Go check that out. That's where a lot of the articles are going to be. Uh, the members only, it's going to be over on youtube and stuff uh basically on instagram every damn where you want to be man but anyway guys i really appreciate uh spending some time with you and them donations are really kick ass man you guys are rock and roll uh we'll have more books in to sign may 1st or 2nd i think it is you can get it it's 20 dollars. that includes uh shipping only to the lower 48 states Contact China Dow if you live in, say, Canada or Alaska, where you're freezing your ass off and riding snowmobiles all year round. Uh, but yeah, get a hold of her on that type of deal. Or you can buy it on Amazon or all the big retailers right now. So with that, guys, you have a good evening, man. I really uh, appreciate it. Bones, welcome to the throttle club man you kick ass my man you rock and roll and all my freaking uh, throttle club members rock bones get a hold of uh china dow uh over in the discord server you can get an invite uh right in the description box plus that that'll enter you in to the uh discord private message china dow let her know uh what name you're going under and she will get you a membership that's for the weekly uh, members meetings and uh, we didn't have one this week we got to have one next week uh, so I'll get back to you on that kind of stuff though but uh, it's where we just kick it have some fun shit like that uh, you guys enjoy that stuff but uh, welcome to all the new throttle members and welcome uh, 
to Chrissy, I think. Uh, did I say Chrissy? Yeah, I had to put Chrissy in there, man. Uh, so, anyway, uh, you guys have a good night. Go get you some poontang. If you're a bra, go get you some penis, man. That's the best I can tell you. I'll talk to you guys later. Have a good one, everybody. Alrighty then, we are on the radio. So, you know, what do you guys think? Uh, what the show was all about and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, sad state of affairs sometimes. Uh, but anyway, you can listen to the replay of the show over on iTunes or on uh, Spotify and everything like that. I'll talk to you guys tomorrow morning. Get on there at 8 o'clock, man. It's a good uh, first segment. And, of course, we got China Doll. I'll talk to you guys later.